Hey guys, before we start the pod, we have to give a shout out to our new sponsors of the show. They are the Patreons from Patreon, and we actually have three that actually just helped us out. These are people that are keeping our servers up and operational. We really appreciate everything you guys do for us. Today we have a shout out, my cousin Eric Sari, our longtime listener and friend Andy Herbrandt, and of course Lauren L. And we have a huge shout out. This is awesome. This is great for us. It's going to keep the lights on, the servers going, new content. And, uh, you know, we got the extra content up, too, so you can see that as well. But, uh, Eric, if you want to cue up that music, let's begin the show. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts, Eric. And as always, I'm Russ. And uh, today's episode is uh, about a person that, you know, myself and Russ hold uh, fairly near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Massive inspiration for uh, not only us and the things that we do, but also to... Uh, many comedians and actors uh, alike that have kind of come after him. Uh, we, of course, are talking about our Madison, Wisconsin hero and uh, Marquette alum, Chris Farley. And uh, we also have great Wisconsin music uh, to in today's episode from Mascot Theory. We have another beer review, an edition of the infamous How Many Locos You Went, as well as an interview and uh, it's a special interview uh, that uh, it, basically a, another really great up north uh, uh, Wisconsin comedian, which she's awesome, which is great, uh, very fitting. So uh, 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 another hero of ours, Mary Mack, uh, who you may recognize from uh, such great shows as Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, the Conan O'Brien show, Polka Clarinet Master. And uh, all around funny stand up comedian. Yeah, and I wanted to give a little shout out because a lot of us don't know this. So I know I'm sick of politics. I'm sure you are, Eric. These guys come, they're suit dummies, right? Like they, they don't understand the true issues. But Mary yeah. Mack will be running for politics up north, Wisconsin. And uh, we'll definitely be on her trail. And uh, you bet we're going to support her. And uh, she, she loves the issues like the small farms. You know, the small yeah. farming stuff. She's not into the commercial dairy. There's a lot of issues up north that a lot of people don't know. These suit dummies don't know. You know, they're just a yeah. silver spoon-fed million-dollar kid. They don't understand the true issues like Mary does. She's actually been raised in the Northwood. She understands this. And uh, she, like, supports local farms, too, and uh, like we do. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing we always say, if you're going to buy milk from the grocery store, look at the cereal number. And what you want to look for is the 55-number-number-number. That means you're getting Wisconsin milk from a Wisconsin farmer. As always, we love Wisconsin, so support your local farmers. Yeah. And uh, we also just wanted to, uh, again, hey, if you could go on, like, rate, you know, review, subscribe, share, comment, uh, all that kind of stuff, reach out to us. 
Uh, we've made it very simple for you. Our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. It's got everything. You can contact us directly through that. You can find our Patreon page directly through that. Uh, you can go to our T Public page to find some merch uh, to go ahead and get you through this uh, summer heat. We've got tank tops available. Um, so you can bust your guns out and, you know, get oh, a get a nice tan. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Yeah. So, uh, you know, definitely visit us at, at WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com uh, to kind of keep an eye on, on all the different things that we're doing. And you can even listen to the show there as well. So uh, uh, definitely be, uh, be tuned to that. And uh, we also uh, wanted to mention that uh, the Patreon, we've been shooting special videos, uh, brewery tours, uh, a bunch of extra content, uh, and and it's exclusive to those who are uh, patrons and and who subscribe to us there. So uh, uh, definitely visit the Patreon through our website in order to kind of get a little more info on the different tiers that exist. Um, we wanted to thank everyone who is currently helping us keep the lights on. As Russ mentioned at the top of the show, uh, they are our sponsors, you know, in reality. So uh, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, find any of that information, again, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Let's go ahead and talk about Chris Farley. So I'm sure every one of our listeners are going to be familiar with the legend of comedy. And in my opinion, the GOAT, greatest of all time, baby. We're talking about Chris Farley. And we all know the tragic events that led up to his death, but we wanted to focus on the hero who's a massive inspiration to us and just give like an overview of Chris Farley. Because, you know, like I'm going to say at the end here, there's a lot of documentaries out there. You can see the negative side of things and we don't want to get into that. We just want to highlight our hero today. So. So born Christopher Crosby Farley on February 15th of 1965 in Madison, Wisconsin, specifically the Maple Bluff area. His father, Thomas John Farley Sr., who owned an oil company, and mother, Mary Ann, who was a homemaker. He had a total of four siblings, Tom Jr., Kevin, John, and Barbara, and the Farleys grew up Irish Catholic. And Farley would attend parochial schools around the Madison area, including Edgewood High School and Sacred Edgewood High School of the Sacred Heart, and would throughout his life attend Catholic Mass. Even during his darker periods, he would always attend Mass. Like, he yeah. never skipped that. And in his youth, he spent much of his time as a camper and a counselor at the Red Arrow Camp in Manaqua, actually, which is pretty cool. You yeah. know, I'm, we all have been to Manaqua. We know Manaqua. I mean, imagine how many lives he, he shaped even just there, you know? Oh, yeah, and just imagine how funny he must have been. I wish Absolutely. I had him as a counselor. It yeah. was so cool. He was a graduate of Marquette University in 1986 with a double major in communications and theater. In school, he would play rugby and led him to discover what he we are talking about today, his amazing comedy career that we right. all know and love. A very physical comedian, uh, you know, like, you know, uh, some of the, the greats before him, you know, Michael Richards, uh, really best known for his ability to just sort of shape his body and make motions and do things that... You know, you wouldn't otherwise see. And Chris Farley was amazing at that. Oh, the overanimation. Like, just yeah, throwing hilarious guy. Tables yeah, and just stuff. hilarious. So, after graduating, he would work for his father's Scotch Oil Company in Madison while performing on the side and going to the Arc Improv Theater in Madison, where Dennis Kern, who also helped Joan Cusack, get a career in comedy. So, yeah. he, was, he became pretty well known. And realizing he had quite the talent, his family and Dennis would help him improve his career where he first performed Improv Olympics in Chicago and also attended the Chicago Second City Theater, and which was actually the same day that Stephen Colbert came on board of the cast. Wow. So it's pretty cool that these guys, you know, a lot of these guys came from this area that were yeah. becoming up and coming at this time. 
And he started to tour Second City's uh, touring group, and eventually, due to the knack for comedy, he would be promoted right to their main stage right away in 1989 and performed some of his first shows, such as The Gods Must Be Lazy, It Was 30 Years Ago Today, and Flag Smoking Permitted Only in Lobby, Only Sensorama. So those are some of his first shows he was performing. And it wasn't long before the big time started to pick up on Farley's talent. And in 1999... It was announced that he'd be joining the cast of SNL. 1990. 1990, sorry. Along with uh, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, David Spade, eventually earning the titles of the bad boys of SNL, which was my favorite period. I mean, I was just going to say, I I think to me, when you mentioned all of those names that you just said, I mean, those guys have all now gone on to have, I mean, huge, illustrious, you know, both movie and TV fame. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't literally see a comedy on Netflix or something, you know, since the 1990s without one of these guys, uh, you know, starring in it. And and, and it, all of them were in the top of the box office oh, at yeah. some point. I mean, it's just amazing the talent that uh, Saturday Night Live and Lorne Michaels tend to uh, to find and procure. It, it's nuts. And so this is like probably the most famous skits come out of and obviously the one that we really love is matt foley yeah. it was like a crazy motivational speaker with the line living in a van down by the river now as your father probably told you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah this character was actually based off a real life person who was a pastor at saint james catholic church and an army chaplain who was in arlington heights and this correct character originally being a character he played at with second city and also came from him on his rugby team at Marquette where he would gather the players together and do a similar pitch like, oh, let me tell you guys. Well, he something. would act like a coach, yeah, which yeah, was exactly. really funny. And he would always talk about how his dad, uh, Tom, was a was a, um, a coach of his in um, youth sports. Nothing big time, but just like in the youth sports. And he would always be like, my dad was just such uh, an aggressively loud, yelling, just <laughs> yeah, angry yeah. man, and that's exactly where he he went in order to find that inspiration Inspir- yeah. for that character. And you know, the other famous skit that I really love is the Bill Swirsky super fans, yeah, the Bears, yeah, and uh, which was a Chicago pull of sausage eating and Dick Ditka worshiping skit, which is hilarious, yeah. man. Dit- it was funny. Ditka to them was God, and the Bears and the Bulls. Were I mean just you know the the teams to worship. He may have he may had a couple heart attacks sucking down some pull of sausages. Makes about a beaker's dozen. <laughs> so you know other ones that we can't forget to include are obviously the Chippendale skit with uh, Patrick Swayze, yeah. the Gap Girls. Lay off me, I'm starving. Yeah, <laughs> which was great. Save some for us. <laughs> hey Cindy, I thought you were going on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, you know, the Chris Farley show where he I would awkwardly interview guests like with Paul the likes McCartney. of Paul McCartney yeah. was a huge one that was on there. The the Paul McCartney and then the Jeff Daniels one. Those two are just They're so ridiculous. Good. I know. And then of course, you know, the other ones like the Lunch Lady with Adam Sandler, yeah. Lunch Lady Land. Yeah. And uh, Eric, did you have another one? I know we always joke about the Colombian Crystals one. Yeah, the, so the Colombian Coffee Crystals one is is so good. He does one uh, where he's like a wrestler and he's uh, talking El about Nino. El Nino. It means the um, Nino. <laughs> dur- this was obviously during uh, uh, his his tenure on SNL was during uh, Operation Desert Storm Desert Shield. So they talked about like uh, uh, some of the different missions and some of the different like personalities that sort of came out of that. You know, because SNL always does the uh, the political stuff. Oh yeah, anything that's pop uh, pop culture in the news right now, they do amazing stuff. And you know, he would be like, "I want Schwarzkopf," and I mean, <laughs> just some of the skits that he would do. Uh, again, 
such physical presence and the 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 yelling and the amount of energy that he had was just so infectious. I know. And do you remember the one where he goes to jail, right? And he like takes a motivational he, speaker there at jail. Yeah. He's a Matt Foley. He accidentally like, rides the bike not, through the you're wall. You're my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's amazing. It's so good. So and off screen, Farley always was just looking for a laugh and was known for his pranks such as mooning cars, phone farting, and even once defecating out the window of a limousine, which is pretty freaking hilarious in cool. my opinion. Yeah. He would eventually be fired from SNL in 1995 due to him being too damn fun for them, in my opinion. He's awesome. Definitely I mean. a, an over-the-top thing, you know? Yeah, and he was also known for his extensive film career, including some of the SNL comedies like Wayne's World 1 and 2, Coneheads, Airheads, and, of course, the bus driver in Billy Madison. No yelling on the bus! Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like a true Wisconsin bus driver. We all had that oh, guy. Oh, for sure. The guy oh, who I'm going to pull this thing over! Overweight, just, sweaty, uh, just a comb-over, <laughs> yeah, just, just always pissed. And in the early days, he even appeared in one of the Red Hot Chili Peppers music videos, A Soul to Squeeze. Yeah, Soul to Squeeze, and then... Uh, yeah, in a side note, too. You know, the yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers on the song Purple Stain from the 1990 album Californication actually featured a lyrics that stated, Farley is an angel and I can prove this. Right. So, I mean, Californication, one of the one of the you know great albums by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is a thing I didn't even know. Really? I read about this in, uh, in our research for this episode. And almost instantly went and checked out Purple Stain, a song that I had been listening to for years, and I guess I just really didn't pay attention. Well, it's you know Anthony Kiedis sometimes has like lyrics where it's kind of hard to understand, but if you listen to it, you're gonna see you're gonna hear the lyric. You know? And and and, and I, I guess it if I didn't know that he was in Soul to Squeeze, Soul to Squeeze was off one of their earlier albums. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the song a hundred times. Yeah. However, uh, never really uh, never saw the video. Still, I still haven't seen the video. That is something you gotta, that we'll have you, to yeah, check out. Yeah, you got out. to check that out. It's so, awesome. I mean, just really fun little facts. Yeah, and, you know, also, he was on a lot of television shows, and we're not going to go too into that, but he's all on all that with uh, Keenan. He was the chef on there. Yeah, I he do, was on the I've chef. I've seen that. He was on the show Tom and Roseanne a, f- a couple times. And, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. he was really good fran- fan- friends with, like... Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold mm-hmm. and uh, John Goodman. So, yeah. he had some linkage, so that's kind of how he Absol- got into those. 100%, so. yeah. And he went on uh, to star in some of his own films, including the legendary Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, starring, you know, his SNL friend David Spade, which is like his most the iconic comedy roles. duo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the the one that I think doesn't get enough uh, 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 play is um, both Beverly Hills Ninja and the. Uh, um, Oh, damn, do we talk about it later yeah, on Yeah, yeah, it's okay. coming up. So he was also given roles, making him a bankable star, including Beverly Hills Ninja. Mm-hmm. And maybe some unknown facts that you guys might not know is that he was actually scheduled to be the voice of the ogre in Shrek before passing away. And uh, actually about 85 to 95% of the dialogue, and you can listen to it on you YouTube. You can listen to it. It was released in 2015, a good portion of it already linked up and synced up to the to the uh, animation as well. And it's actually pretty damn good. Sad, knowing you yeah, know exactly. what, what happened, but... And he was also included uh, posthumous uh, in the movies Almost Heroes and Dirty Work, which are hilarious movies. And, uh, you know, they, they actually he was lined up to do a lot of other things that never came to be, such as the third installment of Ghostbusters, which could you imagine that? That would have been awesome. Yeah, and, I, and I read more about that script is that there was an overpopulation of hell. Is, is what the third one was set to be at, at the time. Uh, and none of the original cast would be involved. It would just be Chris and then a new gang of people. I could just imagine him yelling like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> just going He's down off. in hell just, trying just to going off. You know, uh, suck ghosts into a fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, vacuum, you know. 
Um, he was also going to be in Captain Underpants and play the principal in Captain Underpants. In fact, the author reached out to him in particular yes. and yeah, wanted exactly. him to play the, the main character. And even the cable guy, which was given to Jim Carrey, but actually Farley had to turn this role down. He was still alive at it the was, time. It was given to Farley, uh, but uh, it had never gone into any sort of production before Farley had an issue with scheduling. Yeah, and, yeah, I think it was like a scheduling issue when it came yeah. down to... Um, and obviously, we all know Chris Farley uh, battled a lot of addiction and depression. And although we do, we don't want to dive into the mental health issue, you know, and you know it can be very tragic. I mean, everybody suffers from some Absolutely. kind of demon, you know. And it's like the way you deal with it is how it kind of, you know. Right. A lot of people that seem happy on the outside sometimes have some demons on the inside. Absolutely, you know? and I think that's really truly telling of of Farley's desire to at any moment just get somebody to look at him laugh and he wanted to just make everybody you know that way in fact i heard this really cool story of baffo the clown uh and, and i don't want to go on too much of a tangent but essentially this guy goes into his psychiatrist's office he's having an appointment and he's just like hey doctor we've done everything we can uh we've tried medicine we've tried you know different types of therapy and stuff i just don't think it's working and i think i'm gonna end it and the, the doctor goes, hey, I, I don't think it's time. I think we just need to do this. Here's two tickets to go see Baffo the Clown. This guy is absolutely hilarious, and he can make anybody smile. He literally can make anybody smile. The guy goes, I am Baffo the Clown. Yeah. No, that's That's exactly, truly telling. That's the, it. The, that's the, it. the guy that can make everybody laugh might not be laughing himself. No. And so, again, you know, not to go on too much I of mean, a tangent, if you need help, there are many different ways to do that. And yes. especially this year alone, uh, 2020 was, was very different and very weird. So there are many different ways to get uh, mental health uh, um, help. And uh, you can do it right from the comfort of your own home uh, and, and at very, very reasonable rates. Yeah, and it's really sad. I mean, there's so many uh, comedians that have passed away, like Robin Williams recently, and a lot of other ones with the yeah. same issue. You know, they seem so great on the outside, but really there's some really hard demons that they just can't fight on the yeah. inside. And, you know, you don't have to go through it alone. There's, yes. there's suicide prevention lines. There's a lot of help out there. You know, if you know somebody suffering, definitely reach out to them. Yeah. You know, sometimes all you need is a damn hug. You exactly. Know? So. And uh, Chris Farley passed away on December 18th of 1997, where a younger brother, John, found him in his apartment in the John Hancock Center at the age of 33. Mm -hmm. He died of a speedball concoction, which is a mix of cocaine and morphine. And ironically, John Belushi died at the same age from a, simil a similar mix of drugs. Um, and a private service was held in Madison on December 23rd, 1997, at Our Lady Queen of Peace Catholic Church in his hometown of Madison, Wisconsin, where around 500 people would attend. Many of his friends of the, the SNL cla uh, cast... Different SNL cast, yeah, yeah. Including Dan Aykroyd, who he starred with Coneheads, yep. and uh, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, and John Goodman, just to name a few. Yeah. And uh, David, Sten David Spade didn't attend, but... Uh, you know, he, it wasn't because he was mad at him, and there's no ill will. I want to say that right away. He just was too emotionally overwhelmed by everything, and he just couldn't face it. You yeah. know, and I I get that. I mean, for me, I you know, there, there's very few times in my life where I cry. Like sometimes I have to be a rock a lot of times. But when yeah. Chris Farley died, I cried. Yeah, I mean, I certainly remember being uh, upset. I mean, I don't know that I cried, but I thought, you know, holy man, uh, you know, the move. One of the movies that I was trying to think of was Almost Heroes, and uh, obviously that was released posthumously. And he uh, um, was just such a a character in that damn film, and and you don't you don't even realize that 
you know, he he could be feeling something completely different internally because you you just he's so infectious. He just yeah, I mean he, he makes you want to get off the couch and you know try to try to do something. I mean, I I wish I knew him in real life because like he's totally like us. Like, I mean, we're he, kind of the same personalities. We you know? would like, we would certainly fit in well. We're, we're sarcastic all the time. Yeah, I mean, pretty much my entire life is sarcastic. I yeah. don't take a lot of things seriously. It kind of helps me live and get through some stressful times. Yeah. So. And on August 27, 2005, the 2,289th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was erected in his honor. And we uh, didn't get to citing like a lot of more of the negative things because I don't want to cover that. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to highlight his career and like what an amazing legend he was to everyone, you know. And if you wish to visit his burial spot, it's at the Resurrection Cemetery in Madison, Wisconsin. And if you want to learn more about maybe some of the negative things, some more information on his life, um, there are a lot of documentaries out there now um, that you can actually watch. Probably the more common one was the Chris Farley show and I am Chris Farley are probably the two main I, ones. Yeah, I am Chris Farley is is very good. I, I would encourage anybody who who's interested at all to to see that. And off and if you want to get a little uh, frog in your throat, if you will, um, yeah. his friend Adam Sandler actually wrote a song that was featured on the Hundred Percent Fresh, uh, where his, he wrote a song to his friend Chris Farley. Yeah, so that's his. That's uh, Adam's. Uh, a Netflix special, comedy special, uh, which you can find on on Netflix, called "100% Fresh." Like you said, uh, really cool, and and you can f- hear that song. Yeah, I mean, when when he did pass away, I think I was only like 12 years old, and you know, mm-hmm. I I used to watch those movies over and over again, Tommy yeah. Boy and Black Sheep, and like quote lines from them all the time. And I was just a kid, but I loved Chris Farley. And even one of the ones that I don't even think we mentioned, "Dirty Work," where you know, again, he just played like a small role. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pete No Nose or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn, Hooker bit my nose off. You know, he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah. I love on Just Coneheads, a few lines, you know. In Coneheads, where he plays a rebel boy from the motorcycle, a rebel that like, comes yeah. with the family. Oh, God. Remember, so she awesome. eats the, the full subway sub. Yeah. And he just goes, Whoa, that <laughs> Whoa, was baby. cool. You eat yeah. faster than I do, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's going to conclude our main uh, segment today. And yeah. again, we love Chris Farley and uh, rest in peace, my friend. And now on to our music segment. Uh, again, uh, we are talking about mascot theory. Russ, I mean, give us a little more info here. So, yeah, mascot theory um, is from Madison, Wisconsin. They're kind of like an alt country. They got a little bluegrass tank twang to them. Uh, just an all-around great band. And, uh, you know, I reached out to these guys, and uh, I was really hoping they get back to me because I love the mascot theory. They're another one of Madison's top-notch bands. Obviously, I've seen them on the PBS Music Hour, uh, which is actually only a half hour, but they call it Music Hour. And uh, yeah, these guys are awesome. And I love the song that they gave us today, which is Part-Time Valentine. And I got a little side story about a part-time Valentine I had in high school. So there was a girl I like, kind of had a crush on, right? You know, I really cared about her. Uh, she didn't really like me. She only loved me when she needed help with her uh, chemistry, physics, and math homework. And uh, yeah, it was pretty hard on me when I was a kid, you know. I was pretty insecure in the first place, so that really yeah. like just took a blow to me. And yeah. I think we've all kind of had that part-time Valentine in our life at some point. Yeah, definitely. So, I yeah. love this song, and again, this is Mascot Theory, Part-Time Valentine. Oh, oh, 
if you got someone to cling to. Cause tomorrow the world dies
could be your bones or you could be mostly mine Would you be mine? Part-time Valentine That was a good song. I mean, Mascot Theory just has that ability to sort of bring it. And, I, I mean, the the drums on that, I know this was kind of like a live version from the studio, uh, and the drums had a had a really good mix to them. Um, it just sounded really, really good. That yeah, bass, the bass guitar with that bass drum uh, and then the rhythm guitar in the back there really just made the song go. Yeah, and that's what the rhythm section really is there for. Sounded so good. We now have a very good beer review for you. Um, I have had this one before uh, at Mobcraft. Uh, we do these things called Pause on the Patio. I go with a few of my coworkers and friends, and uh, uh, we're able to bring our dogs. They have a nice little patio section there uh, right on the street, and uh, you get to hang out, drink beers, and hang out with pops, man. It's cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So I'm going to go over the beer now. So we're dealing with the Brett Shake IPA from Mobcraft. Mobcraft located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're actually, if you tune into our Patreon, you're going to see a video of behind the scenes. You can actually see inside the uh, the tour of the facility yeah. with us. So if you're out of state, at least, hey, you can still go to Mobcraft with us and uh, enjoy this. But this one is the Brett Shake IPA coming in at 6.5% ABV. Um, it comes in a 12 floral ounce can, and this one is a Brett fermented milkshake IPA. And for those of our listeners who aren't very familiar with the beer science, Brett is a, a wild occurring yeast, so it's more of a sour flavor you're going to get out of that beer, and uh, which you're probably going to get out of this. I'm going to taste it right now. Eric, do you want to go over some of the notes? Yeah, I mean, it is, uh, I mean, it's just sort of a, I don't really get a whole milkshake vibe out of it. Um, so I don't really think that there's a whole lot in the way of lactose uh, sugar going on. But, um, I mean, it's a straightforward uh, uh, IPA. I mean. Yeah, so so Brett kind of sometimes has that, like, farmhouse taste to it. Like, I guess hay would be kind of the thing I would compare it to, like hay. Exactly. And, like, it has sometimes a very funky scent to it. Mm-hmm. So this one is a sour, but because it's that milkshake IPA, it's balancing out the sourness. And you're actually right. just more of a, an IPA with a creamy IPA. In my yeah. opinion, you get more of the creaminess exactly. coming through. It's, it's not good. it's not that bitter. It's it, the the milkiness of it is what's really trying to taper it down a bit, which is great. Um, this one is one of those ones that I would say falls into that category of hey, if you're used to drinking Miller, Budweiser, you know something like that, this would be a, a, a potential. Um, uh, flip for you to to try craft beer and maybe not in a way that would uh, frighten you. You yeah, know, yeah. And this one pours clear with just a hint of yellow, just kind of like your domestics. Actually, it's it's really tasty. Uh, very well carbonated. It's not over carbonated. And uh, I, this one's from their uh, Wild and Sour program. And I just wanted to make a little shout-out because uh, our friend Henry is a great guy. Um, right now, Mobcraft has a thing where you can actually invest in Mobcraft and become part of the team, basically, for investing in the company. And, uh, you know, just a thing to do to support your local brewery. But like I said, um, we're, we're probably going to – we're actually – on this recording day, we're going to be filming there. We are heading to Mobcraft uh, as of this recording. 
uh, in order to do some behind the scenes stuff. Again, uh, only available to our patrons. So if you want to uh, see some of this additional content, uh, which we can go ahead and plug a little bit right now. Uh, Russ has been filming uh, a series called Stumbling Into the Bush, uh, where he basically does his take on Discover Wisconsin. I mean, he shows you around. Where to uh, camp. And, and, um, like where to camp. Around the corner with John McGibbon. Yeah, like where to Something camp, similar. some small town stuff. You know, where to camp, maybe some outdoor activities you can do with your family while you're in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like we did one, the first episode is us canoeing down the uh, lower scenic riverway on the Wisconsin River there yep. and uh, explaining where you can camp on the on the banks. You know, the second one's with Tower Hill, the shot tower where they made musket balls. Yep. So, yeah, definitely, if, if you're willing to uh, help help a couple guys, independent guys out, support a podcast, we, we love to have you on board. And uh, yeah. you get a shout-out at, at the top of the show. So And and to be honest with you, the, the shout-out comes at the $5 level. Um, you get all the additional content, shout-out on the show. Uh, we'll take all of your ideas and considerations uh, uh, into, into consideration, rather, um, so some of these things that we're going to be talking about actually came directly from our patrons, uh, you know, different things that they want to see uh, from us. We also do live, uh, uh, live like Q&A type stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so at the $5 level, you get all of that. So for just $5 a month, uh, you get all of that additional stuff. At the $2 level, you get all the additional content. So think about it, you know, for less than a value meal at the old McDizzles or a less cup of coffee, Starbucks. less than a Starbucks coffee, yeah. you can enjoy a whole bunch of extra content and, and you support two local Wisconsin guys. And so. I think Andy, uh, one of our patrons, said it best. He said, this is almost as if you ran into an old friend at a bar and you didn't, you know, you didn't intend to see them there. You would probably walk up to that person and say, let me grab you a beer. That's the same idea. This five is bu- you buying dollar pint. This know. is you buying Russ and I a beer once a month like we ran india and and in addition you get some really cool stuff well we think it's cool i spend my time (laughs) i spend my time doing all the post processing on it i put together the videos uh in our studio here and uh we shoot it on all of the you know the different equipment that we have and then uh the other big thing is i wrote uh the little jingle for the beginning of stumbling into the bush so that's really neat i don't know if you've heard it uh but uh, really fun um we, we really enjoy doing this stuff for you, and uh, and the reason we do it is because it gives us some sort of satisfaction. Uh, and uh, I mean, we love the state of Wisconsin as an avid outdoorsman, yeah. fisherman. You know, um, I We're try to enjoy sharing that. Yeah, I enjoy everything Wisconsin, in my opinion. And uh, you know, there's going to be other things like touring cheese facilities. Um, just some really fun things. I mean, not only that, but we had Uncle Jesse's Liquor Kitchen where he's going to make us some specialty drinks, hopefully, in the future. Yeah, we're, here. Still, we're still trying to get some of that stuff scheduled yeah. and worked out. So a lot of stuff in the future that we're going to be doing that just is uh, exciting. And I think it's, uh, it's fun to see uh, Russ and I just sort of in our natural habitat uh, outside of just listening to our dumb voices sometimes. And yeah, you're going to hear the previous episode, which is about the uh, Lady Elgin. And uh, there's actually a traditional Irish song that me and my friend Ryan are actually recording soon where uh, we're going to actually do the thing in his little shanty and do an, uh, an old school shanty and give it to you guys. You guys so. should record it here, though. You think we should? Uh, we will. We'll do it anywhere. The studio's the got studio all the professional shanty. gear, you know? The studio shanty here, so. Um, it, so absolutely awesome. Again, Mobcraft, though, uh, if you're if you're enjoying... Uh, uh, the show, uh, Henry and, and the and the folks there at Mobcraft are friends of ours, and uh, they have a really awesome facility there. I I encourage everybody to go check it out. And uh, while you're down there, I mean, there's 
I mean, not hundreds, but I'm going to go ahead and say hundreds of other breweries you can go and check out in that same neighborhood. Uh, there's a uh, a place that does um, seltzers right down the road too. That's absolutely amazing. They're well, so gr- cool. Great Lakes Distillery is like right Kitty Corner, like so right there. I mean, don't get too wrecked. Make sure you got an Uber and uh, always drink responsibly, like we always say. You yeah. know, so grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. And uh, we have another how many locos you wet, brother. And this one's coming from our hometown again. Holy shit. Yeah, smokes. we've had a few recently of uh, some fine Walworth County folk uh, from the Elkhorn area. And this one is uh, really cool because we have uh, a former Elkhorn political uh, person. So this is a political DUI. He held office and uh, he was the former mayor of Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and uh, he had been charged with drunken driving, and the prosecutors say it is it is his fourth. So he hit such the quattro. Incident. He hit the quattro. He nailed okay. the quattro. Okay, and uh, he stuck the landing. Oh yeah. A criminal complaint <laughs> issued by the Walworth County District Attorney says the previous mayor was convicted of drunken driving in uh, 1996, 98, 2003, and then again in uh, I believe this was 2019. And so he was elected to the Elkhorn City Council in 2012. And after serving two years as alderman, he served as mayor uh, from 2014 to 2016. So uh, uh, it was very recent that he held uh, those uh, different offices in the political realm, uh, alderman and mayor. And uh, he, he was contacted at his home. Uh, which uh, he declined to discuss his newest offense. And uh, although he did actually say uh, he assumed it would become public sooner or later, and it's uh, unfortunate for the community, but uh, I do not have any comment. So uh, he declined to elaborate. Uh, If convicted on the felony charge of operating well under the influence fourth offense, uh, the former mayor could be sentenced to as much as six years in prison and fined up to $10,000. According to the criminal complaint, police in the town of Delavan had stopped him uh, on on the suspicion of speeding at about five in the afternoon. Uh, That was on December 1st. And that was on uh, County Road F near uh, the State Highway 50. Which is over by like the Walmarts right. and Delvin Lake Lawn Lodge. Exactly. Kind of. Just so, past okay. Lake Lawn is uh, County Road F. Um, the police reported that he smelled of alcohol, failed a sobriety test, and that the officers actually had found six empty bottles of twisted tea in, in the vehicle. <laughs> and uh, the complaint uh, says that Uh, He told police that he had consumed only two Twisted Teas and three 22-ounce beers at lunch. Okay. Okay. So he started early. And and here's the thing. How many teas you at? But the tea is definitely not believable. Those are heavy. Those are heavy, too. But he has six empties in his car. And he's telling the police, I only drank two. Oh, yeah. I don't think that you should lie when the evidence is in your seat. Those like, teas actually made him twisted. And, and they're, uh, they're not super high uh, uh, alcohol content, but he says he has 22-ounce 20, beers and stuff. So the results of the breathalyzer uh, at that at this time of the article was pending. So they don't give us the actual right. rate um, or anything. The district so. attorney issued the drunken driving charge uh, on the 2nd, so the, the following day. Um, and uh, the, the court records indicate that he is free on bond and is due back in court at, like I said, at the time of this article, December 
20th uh, for a preliminary hearing. Uh, there has been an update. Uh, he did not serve any jail, t- or not any jail time, but he served his mandatory one week in jail. And then uh, he did uh, the uh, alcohol uh, program, treatment program. So, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar necessarily, uh, the alcohol treatment program is a one year long uh, program uh, that it includes um, some stuff in the court system uh, where you are doing mandatory treatment with uh, um, with you know medical advisors. Essentially, you're staying sober. You have you know uh, alcohol tests, piss tests, drug tests. Uh, multiple times a week throughout the week you have generally for the first half of the whole thing so like for like six months you have a breathalyzer that you have to do three times a day and it's location based and everything so they know where you are what you're doing and it records all that stuff it's it's a very intense program that uh, has proven to be very successful in rehabilitating uh, individuals so uh, and it's only available for those uh, with a third and fourth offense. Okay. Anything more, you can't do. Okay. Uh, but third and fourth, and you can't do the program twice. So if you get so, your third and you do it, unfortunately, the fourth, you're going to get nailed with some of the things they said here. Possibly a $10,000 fine, possibly a, you know, a few years in yeah. prison. So we, um, we got a few things here at least now. Yeah. I mean, we got a political DUI, age 43, mm-hmm. obviously failed the drug, the, the drinking test. We know there's six empties in the car, so we had six plus three, for, so that's nine. Roughly nine. Twisted teas are a little heavier on the scale. But remember, those are 22-ounce beers as well. True, true. So you can basically so, just count those as two. And those were at lunch. So he probably started early. So I'm guessing, you know, he's he woke up at 8 o'clock. So nine beers over those four hours, roughly, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I have a number, Eric. Do you do you have something here? I've got a rough figure. I'm not really sure how confident I, I feel about it. I don't know either it. because, like, it's not quite the blackout, so I don't know what I'm going to go with here. Yeah. I got I got some ideas, but I think I'm, I am think yeah. I got mine if you want to go on three. Absolutely, man. All right. One, two, three, six. Okay, I was going to go higher. I was going to go ten. Okay. So Yeah, I, I know it's not. I, I, I don't know. I gut, don't feel super confident on that either. Yeah. But because he is a, he probably has a pretty good tolerance. Yeah. So he, And I'd say with, with, uh, with Four Loco, you have one whole can that puts you at four. Yeah, and then I think he was maybe halfway through the second. Okay, uh, because these are higher higher alcohol drinks uh, for locos, whereas he was drinking stuff that's relatively low. I know he's a Miller Light guy. Okay, I know that for a fact. I played softball with this individual, uh, and uh, so I know that the, his beer of choice is always Miller Light, and uh, those twisted teas. They're about as uh, they're about as alcoholic as like a, a normal beer. Yeah, maybe four percent, maybe five, and uh, those just don't equate the same way to four loco as you and I can absolutely yes uh, speak volumes about. So, are you thinking we're going to meet in the middle then go eight loco on this and ocho? Well, and I'll tell you, eight or nine was like my initial feeling uh, before I really gave it a lot of thought. So six was where I landed. You were all the way at like ten, eight. I feel very comfortable saying. An eight loco is is perfect. All right, Eric, do you want to sound that gavel for us? All right, today we're here with Mary Mac, one of my Wisconsin favorite comedians. How are you doing, Mary Mac? Hi, Ross. Thanks for having me on. I I uh, I I love that you're doing this podcast about Wisconsin. It makes me real happy. Yeah, there's a lot of, I know we kind of wanted it to be like, you know, if you're going up north there and uh, you just need a couple, something funny to listen to. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, I got a gig 
coming up where I'm making some videos for Drink Wisconsinably. Um, I don't know if you heard of them, but I think you all should get together with your titles. Oh, yeah. No, we've always wanted to get them on the show. I mean, it's it's funny because we always say that in the show, too, because we, we do like a little funny article where we uh, – because Wisconsin has its fair share of DUIs that are pretty funny. I mean, not funny, yeah. but they are. But we always say drink responsibly. Never drink and drive if you can help it. Um, but yeah. yeah. So Mary Matt, can you give us a little, um, a little bit of a hint of how you got started in comedy? Oh, okay. Well, it's pretty Wisconsin, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a, I went to school for music in Oshkosh, and then, um, and then I went. I taught at the Catholic school there, and then I went to my grad school in in um, Tennessee, and and for music still. And um, while I was down there, I just really missed home, and I missed, um, you know, we I really love polka, so I started a polka band down there. Awesome. And um, yeah, we would play at, at gigs, and um, the the players. You know, there's only two of us from Wisconsin, so the rest of the players were a little bit unfamiliar <laughs> with the genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I had to talk a lot between songs, and then the crowds kept telling us that they liked the talking better than the songs. <laughs> and so then I was, you never want to hear that as a band, right? Yeah. So then I was like, well, my my roommate, she's she was I'm from up by Superior. Um, and she's from way down by uh, Kenosha, from Kenosha. And she's kept signing me up for uh, open mics where I just talk. And I thought, I can't believe you can just talk and people listen to you. And you don't even have to carry the drums at one in the morning. And and it was like just so much easier. So um, I got into it through my polka band just from stalling for time because we weren't that good. <laughs> that's that's amazing i know i'm a huge polka fan it's just because i was you know we used to go to the pulaski and go to the polka yes, festival yes, yes. <laughs> oh that's great i have my year i don't play so much anymore but i have my yearly gig coming up in danbury wisconsin with my with my um former band director from elementary school and high school we we have a band of whoever remembers to bring their instruments and then we just rehearse in the garage before it, and we're you know we're not the professional band they bring in, but we're the warm we're the warm up act. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the one song I always laugh about. It's like a you're gonna love it if you just try it or something like that. It's one of my favorite polka songs, and it's so bad, and everyone always rips on me. It's like, hey, haven't you ever heard of Frankie Yankovic and all those guys? Come on now. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm rusty on my polka lyrics, but I used to have them down pretty good. <laughs> but it's been quite a, it's been over, oh gosh, I don't even want to say how long it's been. It's been probably been almost 20 years since I had was going crazy in polka bands. So yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll see. It'll come back. I'll, I'll probably be practicing clarinet a lot this year so awesome uh, maybe i'll get another one yeah and if we and if we can make our way up to danbury uh what is the name of your band oh i don't think we have a name <laughs> <laughs> it's just polka band <laughs> if you if you hear what you think sounds like a severe car accident with a lot of rattling that's probably our band oh um, you betcha we'll be there <laughs> yeah it's in the ball pit it's in the ball pit um 
well, ball, ballpark, I call it ball pit, but in it's in the ballpark off of Main Street, just south of Main Street. Just go down one of them little roads and you'll run into it. But it, it's, um, oh, I was, everybody was so upset because they, they raised the beer price to $3 for oh, polliner Christ. for the fancy stuff. Fancy stuff, Warsteiner and Polliner, and it's still three bucks. Like, <laughs> it's like four dollars cheaper than Milwaukee per you, beer, you know? Yeah, right. Or you go to New York and it's like eight dollars, and then you get you, yeah. you come here, it's like four dollars is out of control. Holy cow, tune, yeah, tone it down complain. a notch. <laughs> yeah, people complain. Exactly. Yeah. So, you said you were from uh, Superior there. Um, were you actually yeah. were you just south of Superior there then? Yeah, I grew up closer to Danbury, Webb Lake, Danbury, Webster, you know, our our school district. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a half-breed Russ because I was born in Minnesota, but I did all my school, um, and my family still lives in Wisconsin, and my cousins are in Minnesota, but um, we, we I, I was born there, grew up in Wisconsin, worked in Wisconsin, college, everything, and then I went to Tennessee and then went back to Minnesota and now I'm remodeling a pole barn up north so I will be um probably have my address permanent address back in Wisconsin and I have these dreams of running for for a state rep or a or a uh the northern rep I have dreams of it because people don't understand what we need up here or what it's like. And this is where I grew up, you know? So I'm just, it's very frustrating that um, we get these like kind of career politicians or whatever coming in here to represent us. And they, they don't understand the lifestyle, but yeah, my school district was 50. Well, some kids had to drive 50 miles, you know, to get to school because it was four, four towns and they're unincorporated except Webster. Um, so Webster was Dairyland, Webster, Danbury. I know, um, I know that area well, the, uh, the little towns, the little towns down 35 actually. So I know that area really well. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And so, so what's goofy is there's us and then you uh, drive like, oh, um, at least maybe 45, 50 minutes, 50 minutes to Superior was the next school district up. And then the the one south of us was pretty close, Siren, Wisconsin. But yeah, but yeah it's it was um, – and there's money now. It used to be we were like one of the – we were like the poorest school district in the state. Now And now the – since 2008, people have been taken – with that recession, people have been taking their vacations there because they're like, we don't have to drive all the way to – up to North Shore, or whatever, with with the city people, they come to um, you know that Burnett County area. So now um, you know people at home have gotten smart and they're making money off the tourists. That's so cool, <laughs> and, and it's it's funny because I you know I've driven through there a couple times, and uh, obviously I've been to like Big Manitou Falls, which is north of town, which is beautiful. Um, but then I, in town, I think there was a bowling alley we went to. I think it was Tom's Black and Orange. I want to say. Oh yeah, Dudley's. Dudley's <laughs> yeah. black and orange, and now it's Bubba's. But uh, I've definitely yeah, crushed some pins there, so <laughs> I know that area. <laughs> you, you, we did. We went there for Fayette. Oh really? We got to go to the bar for Fayette. That is we so to, cool. We went. We went to two different bars for Fayette <laughs> in high school. We went to the tap to play horseshoes. We walked there, and then we walked down to the bowling alley, and I think is there like four lanes? I can't remember. It's itty bitty, it, but it's small. Yeah, it's itty bitty, um, but that was part of our physical education. I, I, I had my, I think my first album was second album was 
Oh, I do stand-up comedy. I don't know if we said that. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, my second album was like in Wisconsin. We we play sports. You can drink too. And then, <laughs> like, it starts starts early. Oh yeah. So, and it's yeah. it's funny because it's like there's nothing fancier than seeing those uh, dark wood walls. You know, you're in a nice Wisconsin spot when you see those <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> those seventies yeah. dark panel walls. Holy cow! Beware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you're right. And I'm tr- I'm trying to think too. It doesn't Webster have another person? Uh, another famous person came out of there. I think one like a pitcher or something for the uh, oh, LA yes, Angels. Oh and that's really funny because Jared and his wife Carrie and I, we went to grade school, elementary school, and high and high school and college together. We all went down to Oshkosh, and so we all carpooled to Oshkosh, and then Jared Washburn left college. I think after the second year. Uh, he got recruited and then um, he got pulled up right away from the minors into the angels. And he won, uh, he was uh, a pitcher on the first, his first year in the majors and won a um, world series ring with the angels out West. That's so, so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just like from small town, Wisconsin comes like these two legendary people and one of my favorite well, comedians. So, Oh, well, thank you for saying that. And I, the last I heard, Jared, well, I saw them a few years back at a show, and they are all settled back in in Webster, and they got a, uh, he breeds bucks, so he's got a deer farm there. And Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and his family's real nice, and, um, you know, Carrie's family's great, too. Carrie was a, Carrie Maine was a, uh, um, all-American um, track person as well. That's incredible. It's so incredible. Yeah. So it's fun, fun to know, fun to fun to meet people like that. You know, so grow Mar- up with them. So Mary Mac, before we get into the next segment here, um, is there any way we can find more of Mary Mac? Um, do you have a website? Um, where can we find you on YouTube? Let us know. Well, I'm at MaryMacComedy.com. It's M-A-C-K. Uh, and I put my schedule up there. I have some uh, Wisconsin shows coming up. I don't know when you're airing this, but I'm going to be in Madison August Friday, August 6th, I think it is. Is it the 5th or 6th? I don't have a calendar in front of me. But I'll be in Central Park there. Look up um, Madison Comedy Week. And then um, I'll be in Bruce, Wisconsin um, this coming week. Uh, and that's all on my website. And then I'm in Milwaukee, hopefully in October. We're trying awesome. to work something out at the Laughing Tap there. We're trying to work it out. So well, we're gonna um, try to we're gonna try to make it to one of your shows. So we'll we'll yeah, see us in the crowd. So <laughs> yeah, bring your recording gear, and I'll bring my recording right. gear, and then we'll do a crossover for Drink Wisconsinably and um and Drunken Wisconsin History. Sure, yeah, no problem. And so before we let you go, we always ask our guests kind of just some fun, campy questions to find out how Wisconsin are you, um, if you're yeah. willing to participate. Yeah, uh, I sure am. I sure am. And you know what? I have to tell you, this is why I want to be a state, a state rep or a, or a U.S. rep is because most of our life, we had no idea what was going down in Madison. We have no idea what happens in the south of the state. And, um, like, we don't know. And now it's still not all the way improved. Since then, you know, people have gotten internet and gotten cable, so they know some skewed news because you know how cable news is. Oh, yeah. They just just go right after one market, so you don't know if you're getting the right news or not. But at least we feel like we get 
some information now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't get the paper still. We don't have, we get all the Minnesota stuff is what we get. We only get Minnesota stuff. And so, um, I know I'm stalling you on your show here, but no, um, no. I think it's, it's important. And, and where I grew up, you cannot watch a video still on the internet. That's insane. Because we still do not have high speed internet enough to watch a video. It's crazy. So, so, um, I, I am um, like, I'm kind of clueless. So some of my, some of the questions you asked me, I might not even get them if it seems like a major Wisconsin thing because we get all the Minnesota news. Yeah, no, no worries. And I'm trying to, that's why I kind of targeted towards you. I actually made it more uh, up north there. So um, I'm okay. sure you've done a lot of these. <laughs> so the first one I got, um, uh, have you ever eaten a pasty? Do you, that very <laughs> Eastern, that's very Nicolette Forest of you. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, no, and I gotta tell you, I have, I have, but then the last one I had was way back when I was 18 years old, 19, 19 years old maybe, because then I got allergic, I was allergic to gluten my whole life, and now I gotta like, I, I like bribe my husband when we're driving over across to the UP, I'm like, can I buy you a pasty and see you eat it? <laughs> and because and, and I just want to eat them so bad, but I can't because I'm allergic. So um, I like, I, I live vicariously through others eating pasties, but a lot of people here call them pasties still. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we actually had an episode on that and uh, pasties has like another meaning. So we had one of our guests say, oh yeah, I've eaten some pasties. I'm like, oof. You know, I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> putting soap in my yeah. mouth now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the next one, it's kind of a Wisconsin uh, question. Uh, where do you consider to be the cutoff for up north Wisconsin? Oh, I'd say you gotta go north of Merrill to be north. Merrill I agree. feels like south, so well, well north of. Um, Wausau, but at least north of eight, you know. Oh yeah, I agree. The north of eight is kind of the go-to when you get into like Rhinelander and stuff, and going north there on fifty-one. Yeah, yeah, Rhinelander starts to feel up north a little, so so that's definitely north of eight, I'd say. But but it depends on where you're coming from. If you're coming from Beloit, I bet you Wausau feels up north. So yeah, I yeah. Just, <laughs> you just gotta drive about four hours north of where you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and then the next question I got, um. When it comes to fiberglass cows, we have many of them. Um, do you actually have a favorite one? I know for me, it's Sissy and Bernice. They're they're beautiful, glossy Holsteins, and uh, just wondering if you had a favorite. We're cheated on our fiberglass cows up here. They don't have enough of them up there. I know. <laughs> There's some loons. <laughs> oh yeah, the loon and Mercer. Holy cow. Yes, the Mercer loon. Claire, yes, how are you doing, Claire? Yeah. <laughs> we we you know all the statues. Oh man, we don't have many cows, but there's some beautiful farms up here, and I like how the farms in Wisconsin are keeping it smaller. I don't want any of those southwestern Minnesota factory farms coming in, because the farms in Wisconsin, I still know the families, and it's just like a family that runs it, and they're proud of it, and they have great quality meats and uh, and cheese and milk, and I hope that never happens in because in, in Southwest, I'm sorry I'm going off on my political no. rant. No, I agree I with you. I like the big factory farms. There's not any pride in them, and they pollute the, the rivers and creeks that Southwest Minnesota and Iowa, you can't even swim in there because those greedy factories 
they don't even want a 50 foot buffer to the creek yeah, so it, it, it's, um, nuts. it's just gross it's just gross and and it's like come on we survived for so long you yeah, just want to yeah. you just want to export they're just exporting to japan and china with all that pork and they just it's like come on let's yeah. let's have some pride about what we're doing and i've heard i've heard something like we could restore a lot of the prairies by letting the cows graze again you know so they're eating all the seeds yeah. and repopulating a lot of the plants that have basically disappeared because of that so i'm on the same board as you i like the smaller yeah I support smaller farms. It's nice to go tubing down the river without parasites coming out your butt. Oh, yeah. That happens to my friend down on the Wisconsin and Iowa border. It's like he the, he went in the doctor. He said, "This oh is so gosh. gross for your show, but people need to know about <laughs> yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. And and dogs are dying, and dogs are dying, and um, toddlers. There's a toddler in Southwest Minnesota, Iowa border there that went in the lake and died because it's a it affects it goes. Um, to your nerves and your brain because once you get that E. coli then you get that pig poop in there and in the, enough cow poop you get in the fertilizers you get the blue-green algae which it's a neuro uh situation and and your your kids can die from it and you know we're just in a way where we need to go back to the old-fashioned way of doing things because it's just healthier i agree and you know what's scary is i was just on the wisconsin river there over by avoca and um spring green like riding my canoe and kind of swimming around in there now you got me all uh, scared i'm puckering up my cheeks as you talk so <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, right. No, let him out, Ross. Let him okay. out. Okay, get him out, in. buddy. All right. But yeah, but it, take it, take it seriously. Like um, Madison, I don't know what's gonna happen down in Madison, but she can't even. We went camping on, I don't know if it was Lake Mendota or which lake it was with the county park. They wouldn't let us in the beach because of the blue green algae. They're dumping bleach in the water. Oh, it's like come that on. That makes it gotta, better. Come on, no. We we just. <laughs> Man, it's we got to get going on this because we should we should be able to swim in our lakes and our rivers and and we should not be afraid if your kid goes in it, you know. All right, Mary, I got a couple more questions for you. Um, the next one. This Sorry, is, Russ, no. I really derailed the show, but it's no, just, I, I love really it. Really love Wisconsin so much. Me too. And I just want it to. I want people to be able to enjoy it and appreciate the resources and. No, I and, love the um, message so here. Got, this is awesome. You've got like you, a message in the show too. It's not only comedy. Yeah. We're talking about some political items here, all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm starting my campaign right now, right. right now on drunken Wisconsin history. Yeah, and you got my vote, so. <laughs> Yay. And then, um, so the next one I have for you, um, it's pretty Wisconsin. Uh, Supper Club, do you have a favorite one you've been to? I do. I do. I do. And I don't know if it's new owners yet. So I don't want to, I don't want to publicize too much for them because it might not, it, poor, you know, these poor restaurants after COVID, it was hard and, it, and they might've had to sell, but my favorite food at a supper club used to be dreamland and superior. And, you know, you get the relish tray and everything. Um, so that's my favorite. And um, my other ones that I grew up with have all closed because it's so hard to, to keep that style yeah, of, yeah. of business open. Um, I, and then for decor, I would say, uh, I mean, how can you not love the decor and the hobnob in, down there by Racine? It's just gorgeous. Uh, and, you know, you got the lake there and everything else. But I guess those are my two favorite. What's yours? What's yours? Um, you know, I, it's, it's kind of a 
a goofy one. I like I like these small little ho donkey ones, and I live really close to yes. Dingaling, which is in Hanover. It's really tiny, <laughs> but oh I love gosh, it. Maybe I can get there. I'll get there. It's so yeah. little, and like you support these really small towns, you know, and. The- the dingling? Yeah, it's called the dingling, and they have uh, like the the darkwood walls and taxidermy, like you you should have yes. in a in a supper club. And I always laugh yes. about it. So. Our supper club in Webster burnt down when I was in junior high, I think. It was great, though. It was called Oak Grove Supper Club, and right there on the, I think it was on the Clam River. And um, just wonderful, but it burnt, and they didn't build it back up. I, My husband and I, we have a dream, too, along with our poli- my political dream. <laughs> I have a dream of having a supper club. You can't do both because it's hard work. Holy cow. It's oh, hard yeah. work. And plus touring too. I know uh, you got some tour dates coming up, so you're going to be pretty burned out, I'm yeah, sure. So I'd have to quit comedy for sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's awesome. Like, I, I love what you're like talking about here because this is like everything we love. You know, these small, like, we got a hobby farm too, and uh, we let all our chickens kind of just naturally graze, and uh, we like the smaller yeah. cheeses, you know? And yeah, just, yeah. yeah. It, it's, um, it's, it's kind of, um, I think, are you. I can't know. I don't know. Are you used to that Union Star? Are you close to that Union Star cheese factory? I I'm, uh, uh, so I the never one... knew how to pronounce it. Zito is it Zito or Zito? Yeah, I think it's Zito. So I think it's Zito, and then uh, the other one we have really close to us is a uh, Decatur, and I really like those two. Are like my oh, favorites. Yeah. They're so yeah. good. You get the squeaky fresh curds. Holy cow. Yeah. I get my Ellsworth curds when I go visit my mother-in-law. Um, and um, they sell them in O'Galley. Or I say O'Galley. It's not that, but I like to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, that, that's like two really good curd places. Uh, oh, my gosh. I love my curds. And then I got one more question before we let you go. So talking about cheese, do you have a favorite style of cheese that you really love? Well, I really love the fresh cheese curds, and I used to mail them to my friends um, because you don't have to refrigerate them for three days. So um, I guess that's my all-time favorite. And I don't—I'm a purist. Don't—I don't like it when people are putting ranch flavor. I don't like any kind of flavor. I just want to taste what they're doing with the cheese. Oh yeah, it's um, either—it's either the white, yeah. the white brick, or that like nice soft cheddar with the squeak. That's the—those oh, are my, my favorites. Gosh. So. Yeah, I I guess my favorite cheese, it's really hard to say because there's so many now um, that you can get that are available. Um, I I think that's my all-time favorite. Um, I, I, there's, um, well, it used to be called Sutner's, but now it's Wisconsin, um, it's, I think, Nasonville bottom out. Um, Sutner's used to sell, like, when they were their own little store, you could get like a 15 year aged cheddar for like $8. If you go in the regular grocery store, they're charging $8 for a pound of crappy cheddar. Oh yeah. If so, you, like the Iowa, yeah. Iowa curds where they're like in the gas station, they're like stuck together like macaroni. It's disgusting. I'm not getting that curd. Yeah. Oh, no, no way. No. So. But, oh, I'd be, I, you know what? I got to tell you. Um, one of my other all-time favorites is the Union Star um, bag of. It looks like a bag of intestines. They're selling string cheese, though. It's um, but it looks like you're coming out with a bag of intestines because it's all wound up. <laughs> oh yeah, it's and like noodled and wrapped around and stuff. Really oh yeah, long, I've seen really that. Really long. Yeah, and then um, um, Burnett County Dairy. They have um, oh, they got some cool cheeses in there. I had one, but I cannot remember. The fla- they had like a flavored cheese, and I thought I won't like it, but it was fantastic. 
um, and I forget, but their mozzarella is like world champion mozzarella there for pizzas and stuff, and just oh, it's good, it's good, good, good. You and that's in um, that's just out of Grantsburg in Alpha. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly where that's at. Yeah, it's good stuff. But awesome, Mary Mac, thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. I'm so <laughs> glad I actually got to talk to you. You're like you're one of my favorite Wisconsin comedians, and keep doing what you do. And uh, when you get thank your political you. campaign, give us a couple signs. We're putting them up around for you. So. <laughs> oh, that's great! I really appreciate that. Um, well, well, um, I I uh, can't wait to hear the episode. And thanks so much, Russ, for having me. Thank you. You have a good day. You do. Bye bye. All right, bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.